Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to episode two of the Lost in Time podcast. Uh, I have another solo episode. Um, thank you to everybody who listened to episode one. Um, I'm going to put a poll down below uh, for you guys to tell me what you guys liked about it or what you didn't like about it or what you guys um, think I should add or talk about um, in the future episodes because um, I want to take some feedback from you guys and I want to hear uh, what everyone has to say. And I want to... Um, collaborate and add ideas into uh, what I got going here. So, um, thank you everybody, and I hope you guys enjoy this episode. This is like a private plane upon my rain. This is like the first time I brought a chain. This is like when I was saying before the fame. Oh, oh, this life is crazy. This is like another thing I can't explain. This is like a summer flame that got away. I won't let another Shout out to Post Malone, man. I absolutely love Posty. Like, he has so much, so much good music, and his music is so, like, diverse as well. Like, he has a bunch of different vibes, and uh, I vibe with that, you know. Um, I hope some of you guys out there, like, love Post Malone as much as, like, like, I don't absolutely love Post Malone, but, like, like, he's not my favorite artist, but he's up there. Like, if I'm going on, like, a, like a late night drive and, like, kind of just chilling, I'll put on some Post Malone. Like, anything after, like, 9 o'clock at night, I would say Post Malone's good for. Maybe until, like, I don't know, maybe, like, maybe, like, 3 a.m. Maybe that's a good time to, like, stop, I don't know. Maybe there's never a good time to stop listening to Post Malone. I don't know. Posty is just, he is, uh, I don't know. Like I said, he's just so good. Like, Russ, too. I like Russ super late at night. That's a, that's a whole vibe in itself. But, uh, but anyways, I just got completely sidetracked. Um, how are you guys doing? I hope you guys are having a, uh, good day so far. And I know I already said it, but I appreciate everybody that listened to episode one. Um, uh, I appreciate that. I just, I want to keep making these and I want to, uh, I don't know. I really want to get into doing stuff like this. Like, I think this is going to be fun. Um, and yeah, I got a, I got a few things written down. Um, not a lot because I'm trying to like learn how to do this just like off the top, not writing a lot of stuff down, but, uh, but yeah, um, one of the first things I wrote down, I heard this thing last night, uh, I was watching a video and, uh, I was talking about like, uh, how people pleasing is like a coping mechanism and how like some people, how when they don't know what to do or they don't know how to deal with something, they just like shut down. Um, that's kind of, that's kind of what I do. I kind of just like cocoon into my own, uh, my own area sometimes and just like shut everybody out, which I feel like, I feel like is a good thing sometimes, not all the time, but I think it's a good thing sometimes. But, uh, people pleasing, like I, I, I think when I make other people feel, feel better, it makes me feel better. You know what I mean? Like, if I can sit down and just like talk to somebody and make them way um, less uneasy, I guess, like during a situation, that'll kind of calm me like at the same time without them even like doing anything. I don't know. Like I kind of, I kind of feed off that energy that I get from other people. Like the, the serotonin levels kind of like going back up. You know what I mean? If that's the, uh, I think that's the right word. I don't know, um, yeah, like I said, I'm back with another episode, um, I got, uh, a bunch of random things, uh, I was thinking about talking about, but I don't know, I don't know, like, there's no organization to this, and I kind of want to have a better organization, but I don't know how I'm going to do that, because I kind of just, like I explained last episode, I kind of just bounce all over the place, and, like, I can't keep one direct line of thought, <laughs> like, the entire time. But, you know, it's, uh, it's alright. Um, the second one I was writing about is, uh, social media. Like, I took a break from social media for a few months. And, um, probably, like, two months. And I absolutely loved it because I feel like social media puts us in a certain place where we feel like we have to live up to the expectation of other people or live up to look like other people. And 
I feel like social media is the home slash like the hub of comparison and where a lot of people lose a lot of confidence I feel like is on social media and I feel like they feel like they need to I feel like they feel like they need to um post certain pictures or like look a certain way in these pictures just for people to think of them a certain way which I feel like is completely completely not right because comparison is obviously the killer of happiness and like once you start comparing yourself to somebody else that's when a lot more like self-doubt starts creeping into your head and you start being like well why is that person there and I'm here why does that person look like that why does that person have that why don't I and that's a spot where I feel like a lot of people need to need to avoid um I saw an Instagram reel and it was like a gym phase I recommend people avoid that's like a life phase I recommend people avoid um it's just not I don't know it's just not, it's not it, and I feel like ever since, like, a young age, people feel like they have to look this certain way on social media, and now, especially with, like, TikTok and stuff like that, I feel like way too many young individuals are worried about their body image compared to a bunch of years ago, like, little girls are getting bullied for their weight, which I feel like is the most, excuse my language, but bullshit thing, like, I don't know, like, and now these girls are, like, looking at other girls wearing whatever at, like, 13, 14, 15 years old on a social media app where 30, 40, 50-year-olds can be on. And it's, like, it's, like, it's, like, it's, like, child pornography for these, like, pedophiles that are on this app. And it's, like, people don't look at it that way. But why don't people look at it that way? Like, people are so worried about how people look at women and, like, to protect women. But what are we doing to protect these little girls that are putting their body out there? Like, I'm not saying they should be putting their body out there. That's the thing. I'm saying they shouldn't be doing. Like, it's just, like, insane to me that people haven't stood up and been like, hey, why are these girls allowed to do this? Like, why are they allowed to post this stuff at such a young age knowing that there are people out there that look for these type of girls like it's just it's gross in my opinion and like I don't know like that's one of the reasons I deleted TikTok because like go make a new TikTok account right now and I promise you within 20 scrolls you'll find five underage girls doing an inappropriate dance and it's like I know I sound like a boomer right now but it's like come on like that that shouldn't be allowed and like I'm not trying to see that, and I don't think anyone's trying to see that unless they're, like, like I said before, those pedophiles in that certain age range that I feel like is completely, like, completely wrong, but whatever. I might might just be overthinking it, but I think everybody else is underthinking it. Like, I don't know. Also, like, TikTok invades your privacy so much. Like, I was watching uh, the Joe Rogan experience, and he was talking about, like, he did a deep dive into the TikTok terms of service and, like, what they um, go into in your phone. And, like, they can connect to your phone and all the phones around you on, like, the same networks and stuff. And, like, all the devices that I've ever logged into that network. And, like, that goes straight to China. So, like, they have literally all the information they would ever want on all of us. And, like, we kind of just accept it at this point. And, like, there's nothing we can really there's nothing we can really do about it, like, we're kind of just, kind of just screwed at this point, um, because even if you aren't a victim of TikTok, um, if somebody in your immediate area, or your house, or somebody that you connected to their Wi-Fi, you can, like, have all your data sent to, to China is kind of, kind of insane to me, you know what I mean, like, I can't be the only one thinking this way, but, uh, I don't know. I was on TikTok for a while. And I'm kind of glad that I got off of it because um, it took a lot of time. And I felt like I was just wasting a lot of my days just sitting on TikTok. And instead of, like, sleeping, which I should be doing more of. Because with, like, the gym, you need eight hours of sleep. And I'm a falling victim of 
a kid that never, ever really got eight hours of sleep. I got used to, like, not sleeping a lot. Because, like, I can't fall asleep sometimes. Like, most of the time. And, like, I just need to start working towards eight hours of sleep. So I'm trying to cut off how much time I'm spending on socials and, like, what I'm doing um, on my phone. And, like, I'm trying to just reduce screen time in general, I guess. Because, um, I don't know. I don't want to rely on my phone as much because I just don't love it. Like I love when the nature is starting Well, not the nature. I love the, when the weather is starting to change and I can go outside and feel more grounded in nature. Um, go on hikes, go play basketball in the woods, like by a a beach that I, that I go to, um, hear the birds, like stuff like that. Like it lowers your stress levels and like, everybody needs that. Like I, I, I promise you everybody needs to lower stress levels because stress is like one of the number one killers, um, ever because of like all the, the, the heart issues it can lead to. And like all the, the blood pressure stuff, like, I don't know, like I was looking, um, I was watching a YouTube video and they were talking about like stress and how much it like can absolutely ruin, ruin your body and stuff like that. Um, another thing I was watching a video and this guy was, uh, he went into Pawn Stars with this, uh, this item and he was like, yeah, I think it's worth like, like 500 grand. Right. And he was like, yeah, it was thrown at Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, it's pretty ripe stuff like that, and I was looking, I was like, what the, what the hell could this item be, because I wasn't really, I was kind of like dozing off, and then I looked down, and this guy's holding, this guy's holding a potato, right, this potato is like half, half the size of his hand, and it's Chumley behind the counter, so like, and Chumley's like one of the funniest ones on Pawn Stars, you know what I mean, and obviously Pawn Stars is like, hate to ruin it for anybody that doesn't know, but Pawn Stars is scripted, um, I got that ruined for me one day, I was on Facebook and it said top 10 shows you would never believe. And I fell victim of, uh, watching the video and realizing that Pawn Stars was, uh, was fake. And that was like one of my favorite shows at the time. So that kind of, uh, kind of ruined it for me. But, uh, I was wondering what are the weirdest things people have ever brought into like pawn, like a pawn shop, like Pawn Stars more like, like. What is the what are the weirdest things people have brought onto um the show Pawn Stars? So I actually kinda wanna look it up. Um Yeah, so the weirdest items um brought onto Pawn Stars. Um because that show was like a core memory for me in like my childhood. Like I don't remember what age I was watching Pawn Stars, but like I love that show, and, like, there was a game on our phone, or, like, on on our phones, like, on the App Store, that you could download, and it was literally, I think, called Pawn Stars, and, like, you could literally just connect to Facebook and, like, play with your family on Pawn Stars, and, like, it was kind of sick, and, like, you could, you could see a bunch of different, bunch of different things, um, 20 items found on Pawn Stars that are downright weird, let's see, um, number 20 is Dinosaur Eggs, They wanted three, okay, experts, uh, Corey called in an expert who confirmed that dino eggs go between three to six hundred dollars an egg. There's, there's no way I would buy some, some street dino eggs in Las Vegas, Nevada. There's no chance you could ever, you could ever catch me doing that. Like, I'm sorry, but that, that's not happening. Um, number 19 is a 1950s blood transfusion kit. Yeah, no thanks. That was probably... That was probably used. There's no way. Back in the day, anyone who needed a blood transfusion couldn't afford to be fussy, even if the equipment looked scary. During season five, Chumley purchased a barbaric-looking 1950s blood transfusion kit for 125 bucks, which may have seemed strange, but there were sure to be collectors looking for antique medical items. I mean, that's fair, but, like, I wouldn't buy it, just because, like I said, people probably... I don't know. I don't know. I would pass on it. Um, autographed David Hasselhoff Bowie. I mean, dude, he was he was in SpongeBob that one episode. 
And I think that might be what put me on to David Hasselhoff in, like, the first place. Like, I think that was not put me on to, but, like, I think that was the first time I've ever heard of David Hasselhoff was in Spongebob when Spongebob went between his pecs and he shot his ass back down into, like, the bikini bottom. I don't know. That was, that was a crazy episode after he, like, got, like, dehydrated by the the lamp in, like, the the beach shop with Patrick. Yeah, y'all know what I'm talking about. Um, 375 bucks Rick paid for that buoy. It's kind of kind of crazy um a one-man submarine is number 17 um three grand is what they paid for that i am uh it looks like i don't even know how to explain it it looks like something out of star trek that like you shouldn't trust anywhere near water like no like i no you no a can of elephant waste well Chumley bought it for 20 bucks and kept it himself. Wow. So you can bring elephant shit into the pawn shop and get 20 bucks for it. Wow. All right. Um, well, I know if I ever get down bad enough, I can uh, I can figure that out. Um, somebody brought in a Grammy. That's number 15. Um, uh, who was it? Uh, Rick was surprised when a seller arrived at the store with a genuine Grammy, and he jumped on the chance to buy it. The award, which was issued to Ronald Dunbar and General Johnson for a 1970 song, Patches, was sold for 2350 bucks. For the right price, it seems anyone can have a Grammy award. $2,300 for a Grammy. So, like, who are some of the best actors who have never won a Grammy? I have to look that up. Best actors who never won a Grammy. Like, what? That's not... That's not much at all. I could buy I could buy a Grammy. Snoop Dogg has never won a Grammy. Dude, come on. Snoop, you could buy every Grammy. Obviously, it doesn't hit the same. But, like... What? I don't know who a lot of these people are. Katy Perry has never won. 13 nominations. Diana Ross, never. Busta Rhymes, never. Nicki Minaj, never. Sia, never. Blake Shelton, Tupac, earned six nominations, including one after his death. But, wow. That's kind of wild, huh? Queen? The Beach Boys? Sammy Davis Jr., Jennifer Lopez, Miley Cyrus, she isn't, I don't think she deserves one, um, wow, Run DMC, wow, Jimi Hendrix, that's kind of, that's kind of insane, not gonna lie, um, 2,350 bucks, damn, so if I win a bunch of money sports betting one day, I'm gonna buy that Grammy from the pawn shop, if it's still there. Um, number 14, an antique book of Mormon. Uh, no. Rick's offer was 24 grand. Wow. Books can be worth big bucks. And one of the most expensive books ever to come into the store is worth a cool 40 grand. The owner of the valuable 1842 edition of the Book of Mormon was ha- uh, more than happy to accept the 24 grand. I would accept 24 grand too if I found a book in my attic. That was just the Book of Mormon from 1842. It's kind of crazy, not going to lie. Um, number 13 is the Wayne's World car. Um, they offered the seller $9,500 for it. Number 12 is signed Dr. King speech. Wow. Seller walked away with ten grand. That's a, that's a good amount of money. I feel like it could go for more. Dr. Martin Luther King. Like That's crazy. I feel like that'd be worth way more money. But, whatever. A giant Mario statue. Um, 500 bucks. Wow. I would pay more for that than I would the damn, the damn Wayne, uh, no, the Wayne's World car or the book. I'd probably pay more for that than the Book of Mormon, if we're being honest. 
Uh, Marilyn Monroe figure, number 10. Um, 500 bucks. He refused the offer. Wow. He was probably all pissy. Uh, number 9, antique duck dress. What the fuck is that? Wasn't prepared to pay three grand. I wouldn't pay three grand for that piece of shit either. It looks like a... Uh, I don't even know. Like, it looks like a... How do I explain this? Like, it looks like the Liberty Bell. But, like, has the bottom, like, completely covered. So, like, you can put stuff in it. And, like, a little thing to pour the, out the side. So, kind of like a tea kettle, but not... That's weird as hell. How much? Three grand? Yeah, nah. No. No, 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 no. 2001 Super Bowl ring. Yeah, the Pats. Yeah, I wouldn't pay. I wouldn't pay shit for that. Um, I'd probably get it for free and give it to Jeff, for being honest. Uh, not really. Not really a fan. Nobody in my house would even want that. I feel like I'd go uh, give it to another pawn shop, for being honest. I'd be like, hey, uh, let's trade. I'd trade it for, like, like a PS2 or some shit. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Um... They didn't even give it a price. What's the, what's the point? Okay. A vintage electroshock machine. It looks like a uh, a glass-blown toothbrush with a bunch of uh, glass. Like, there's six long glass bristles and uh, 75 bucks. Yeah, I wouldn't even pay 10 bucks. I'd rather, I'd rather give a donation to DraftKings for 75 bucks. Uh, JFK's cigar box. Okay, now that... I don't give a shit for cigars, but, uh, Rick couldn't believe it when, uh, one of JFK's cigar boxes made its way into the shop. The box even had a few unsmoked cigars inside Rick's box. Oh, Rick. Oh my God. Rick bought the box for a cool 60 grand, explaining that the collector might pay between 125 and 500 grand for this rare presidential item. Yeah, there's, um, nine long unsmoked cigars that looked like they were rolled in seaweed so uh whoever wants to pay that go for it jfk i feel like jfk is the best president we've ever had i don't care what he did with monica Lewinsky. i don't even know if it was him i don't know history like that i don't even care for what he did with monica Lewinsky. Or Marilyn Monroe. I don't I don't really care for what he did with anybody. JFK put a man on the moon. And if you think the moon landing is a conspiracy. I don't know what I'm going to do. But just know it's coming for you. Okay. 60 grand for that. I don't think I'd pay it. I'd, I'd, I'd put 60 grand on... Uh, what would I put 60 grand on? I would put 60 grand on the Red Sox beating the Tigers today. At minus 140. That'd give me like a lot of money. That'd probably give me like what? 40 grand? 40 something grand. So I'd, I'd walk away with like 100. That'd be that'd be a that'd be a solid that'd be a solid thing to do with 60 grand. Or it, no, I wouldn't do that because I'd I'd do smarter things with that. But like you know, you know what I'm saying. The Jolly Chimp is number five. Um, it might look like a toy straight out of a horror movie, but uh, 150 bucks for this creepy ass monkey. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I feel like it's haunted. This thing has like eyes that look like I don't know, like baboon assholes. Like I don't, I don't know how to explain that. Like I, I, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. But, uh, yeah, number four is a Dutch East India Trading Company bill. Now this, now this was, uh, yeah, I don't know. She turned out to be telling the truth, uh, and the expert confirmed that the bill is worth 15 grand. Well, it said it was worth, it didn't say he paid it, so definitely didn't want it. But he, see, some of the shit they buy and don't buy and, like, walk on, it's kind of, Kind of wild. Um, 19th century tonsil guillotine. I don't know. 800 bucks, right? 
number two is OJ Simpson's car. Dude, okay. How much? One. Okay. Um, I want you guys to guess. Okay. Just guess. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give ten seconds just to sit back and think. How much would Rick Harrison and his pawn shop pay for OJ Simpson's? OJ Simpson's. Um, OJ Simpson's car. Got your answer? Okay. Believe it or not, Rick had the chance to buy the infamous white Bronco van that OJ used as his getaway vehicle, but he turned it down. The seller, who was OJ's agent at the time, wasn't willing to accept less than $1.25 million, which proved a little too much for Rick. All right. Um, hey, if the glove didn't fit, you know. Number one, an Egyptian mummy mask. Wow. He asked 70 grand, but he walked away with 30. See, I think OJ's van should have been number one, if we're being quite honest with each other. Um, I don't I don't think uh, a mummy mask is is nearly nearly anywhere uh, anywhere near OJ's van if we're being quite honest with each other um yeah that was the top 20 weirdest things that have been brought into Rick Harrison's pawn shop and I hope somebody somebody enjoyed that um the next thing I wrote down was some people this is completely switching up the vibe and the topic but some people are only in your life uh, temporarily and I wrote this down and I didn't really want to think about it until I turned the mic on and started talking about me thinking about it and because like I'll think about it and then have a really good idea and then forget it because I talked to myself about it the night before so I'd rather just put the put the mic on put the mic in front of me and kind of just talk about it this way but um, the way I was thinking about it is um, I think everybody that you meet is on purpose. And I think you don't meet a soul by accident. I think everybody comes into your life for a purpose and a reason. And you might not know initially what that purpose or reason is. But by the end of the time that they have been in your life... I feel like then you will have known the reason. And I believe that is how you find clarity and closure. Is by realizing what that person's purpose what what that person's purpose was. Say that 10 times fast. Um what that person's purpose was. And I think you'll finally realize and come to peace with a lot of things. And I kind of thought of it as uh just because there's a character in your book for a few chapters doesn't mean that they have to be. No, let me think of a better way to say this. Just because they're a character in your book doesn't mean they have to last for more than a few chapters. That's 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 the one I'm gonna let sit in. I think uh, I think some people expect everybody they meet to be in their life forever and to always be there and to always um be around I guess but I believe that people have to come to the realization early that you shouldn't expect anything from situations because the second you start expecting things is the second everything starts changing you know like expectation is a killer of reality and I believe that if you want to get the most out of a situation you have to live in the moment with it and you have to just kind of let everything happen and not plan or like I said expect anything um you just kind of gotta kind of gotta go for it you know just live in the moment don't expect tomorrow to come if you're 
if you're stuck on yesterday, you know, because if you're stuck on yesterday and tomorrow comes, that means you're thinking about it. You're thinking about today just a day late. And that means you're really just like jet lagged in your own life, you know, and I feel like that's just not going to help absolutely anything. So you got to uh, you got to update, you got a general update on your phone. You just got to update yourself every now and again. Just uh, reset, give yourself a day, just completely reset, mentally reset, journal, just write out all your thoughts, meditate a little bit, do some yoga, reset your body, make yourself, uh, make yourself feel, feel good. Like you only have one body. You got to take care of it. If you don't take care of it, you got to stretch, you got to use some bands, just stretch your body out a little bit. Like you don't want, uh your blood flow to get stagnant. You don't want your um, lactic acid to just sit. That's how that's how you stay sore. And that's how you don't recover quickly is when you don't move and your lactic acid kind of just sits. Um, you got to, uh, like after leg day, I normally go on the elliptical or I'll go on like the stationary bike um, for like 10 minutes after. Uh, maybe go for a run after. Um, just to get that lactic acid moving in my legs so that when I get home I go to bed and I wake up um, I can actually get out of bed because some days I'll uh, I'll try to go get out of bed and I get halfway to standing up and uh, I gotta sit right back down it's uh it's rough it's very rough sometimes because I've been uh there's like a hack squat machine at my gym and uh, I've been doing one-legged or one-legged whatever you want to call it uh, hack squats kind of and those have been burning my quads. And uh, I've been doing RDLs as well. Um, I've been doing them with just dumbbells. And then I've been doing them with a Smith machine. Um, and then I've been also trying to do them with a bar. Um, I'll do like one each each week. Um, I don't know. Like I'm trying to, not in the weirdest way possible, but I'll see other people do them and I'll watch them do them because I'll have to critique my own self because when I do mine, I don't want to ask people. Like, I like asking people, but I don't like asking people in certain moments because then I feel dumb as hell. So, like, I'll watch them and get, like, a tip from them in, like, my own head and then try to do it that way. And I hope they don't realize me doing that because if they do, then it's going to be really awkward. And then they're going to look at me and be like, what the hell is wrong with this dude? Like, this guy is just, like, staring at me. But it's like I'm not. I promise I'm not being a creep like I'm just trying to like work on the gym for myself you know what I mean like I'm trying to I'm trying to get better at leg day my guy like I'm sorry like it's just not it's just I don't know like I hate leg day in general because I hate when my legs are sore so like I'm just trying to learn from other people like I just started doing hip thrusts about two weeks ago and like I had to watch at least 10 girls do those Cause no guys at the gym I see do hip thrusts. Like I'm definitely the only one, but like, oh well, you know, thrust game got to get better, you know? Um, I don't know. Like I've been trying to, um, learn how to squat for depth too. Um, like I have a really bad knee, so I can't really squat too deep with like any weight. So I've been trying to put a plate under my heels and squat to depth, like all the way, like ass to grass with just the bar on my shoulders. And I was able to do it. I did tens on each side. I was able to do that. And I know that's super lightweight, but like my knee literally feels like it's about to give out every single time I do any leg workout. And it feels like my knee's just going to like tear. So it's like I have runner's knee that's what they called it in my right knee so it's like I gotta take like days soft but like the last thing I want to do is take like days soft because I just want all my tendons in my knee to be like way more tough so that when I play basketball like during the summer and stuff like that I don't have to worry as much with like something happening to my knee because that's like my biggest worry is like slipping or like falling down on it or like landing on it and then just completely tearing something and like a year long recovery, like eight months, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to waste a year of my life just recovering from a, an, an, a, a meniscus injury or a 
MCL or an ACL injury or like something like that, like PCL or LCL. I think there is like all those in your knee, but I'm trying to get better at leg day. So trying to give myself like more reason to want to do leg day. Cause it's like, I lack motivation on days that I have to do legs. And I was talking to another guy in the gym and he was talking about how he used to, um, mix legs when he was like bodybuilding like crazy he used to mix legs with another big muscle group each week because it releases a lot of um what am I trying to say it releases a lot of um hormones or testosterone I I don't know what it releases but apparently it releases all of hormones and there's like a huge chemical like change or something like that like when you hit legs so if you hit another big muscle group it'll widely like very greatly affect that muscle group as well so like I've been trying to hit a little bit of legs each time I do a different workout each week like I'll do one week I'll do legs and then I'll go hit a little bit chest um and then finish my chest day and then the next week I'll do maybe back and then mix in leg press with that or like leg like leg extensions or something like that um I don't know but I've been trying to, I've been trying to do like push pull legs each day, but that's coming with its own things. Like I'm trying to get used to that. Um, I like doing my own split where I'll do chest one day, then back, then arms. And then the fourth day I'll do legs. Um, but I don't know. I, I just messed that up. It goes chest and shoulders, back, arms and forearms, and then the last one is legs, and like, I tried splitting legs up into two days, where I'd do quads one day, and then hamstrings, calves, and I'd put one of those in the middle of the week, but I didn't really love that, so I'm trying to find my own split, but I see a lot of splits online that people do, so I could follow that, but I want to try to hit legs twice a week, but not just hit, I don't know, trying to get better, like I said, at leg day, I'm trying to work on all that, but I also got some, uh, I was listening to Gary V earlier, and he obviously has a lot of really good motivation, inspirational stuff, and uh, if you guys need some some motivation on uh, anything, just know that uh, the odds of you being born and you being here right now is 400 trillion to one. Um, you are, you are so unique in your own ways and to society, you can be so beneficial. You just don't know it yet. And I feel like a lot of people don't know their potential and they don't know what they can be. So they give up on their potential, which is the last thing you should do. Um, I used this metaphor last episode, but just because you can't see the end of the staircase doesn't mean you start on the first step or doesn't mean you doesn't mean you don't take the first step like you got to start somewhere um and just because you don't see the end doesn't mean you shouldn't start and uh another thing was he was like i don't know why i'm bitching about so many things um 850 million people don't have access to clean water um and we're over here bitching about some of the stupidest things probably ever um something i also saw that uh brazil and I think India, and I think China, they're all trying to stop using the U.S. dollar, um, and they're trying to use a different currency instead. And um, people believe that the U.S. dollar um, worth is going to go down a lot um, because of this, because other people, like we use that as leverage apparently, and now we're not going to be able to use those leverage against other countries, and we're going to have to basically just use weapons, which would lead to World War III eventually, um, in my opinion, and a lot of other people's opinion, um, which is kind of crazy. Um, and there was something I was going to say about that. Um, but I completely, I completely forgot. And my train of thought kind of just, just ran away. Um, but I don't know, imagine the dollar being worth like, half of like imagine going through like 
I don't know. A lot of people don't have to imagine like a recession or something like that. Like when, when like the 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 economy completely like crashes and like nothing's worth what it is. Oh, what I was gonna say is they're completely suppressing all this news by putting out all the Donald Trump stuff, um, and I think they're trying to not talk about how screwed we are with the dollar, and instead we're just gonna keep talking about Trump. And everybody absolutely loves talking about Trump. And anytime he can possibly come up, and I know this is a huge thing, so obviously they're talking about him, but anytime he comes up, people love throwing him on the news. And it's crazy because if you want news about the U.S., go to another country's news, and they'll tell you uh, the real news about the U.S. a lot better than uh, the U.S. will, which is kind of funny because... um, if you watch, I forget what the page is, but there's two Australian dudes and they talk about news and I'll go to them to hear about the United States news because I don't like turning on Fox or CNN or anything like that. Cause it's like, you go on there and it's like, what am I watching? Like, I'm not learning absolutely anything from those news stations. Like you got to go to other people. Like I learn more on podcasts than I do from the news. And like, I listen to Joe Rogan and all the people that go into his podcast and it's crazy to hear how many people like don't know a lot of the basic stuff that's going on in this country. And that's, that's including me. Like, I don't know a lot about anything going on because they just don't tell us and they suppress a lot of it and they hide it because they don't want us to hear about it. And I'm talking about the government and like all that stuff, but it's like that in its own is just crazy. Like absolutely crazy to me. But I don't know, like, I feel like you just can't trust the news, and the news only puts out what they want to put out, and they just want to stir people up, because they want to divide the country even more than we already are, and I feel like that is why the two parties are more split more than ever, because, I don't know, I feel like there should just be more independence in the world, personally, but, I don't know, people might completely disagree, um, I don't know. I just got a notification that uh, Tyreek Hill says he plans to retire at the end of his current contract in Miami. That is crazy. Um, I know that's completely sidetracked and completely random, but that is definitely crazy. Like, I I love Cheetah, and I think he's one of the best receivers in the league and the fact that Patrick Mahomes kind of proved that he didn't need him is kind of crazy to me and he just proved that he can be him even without one of the best receivers in the league which is kind of crazy in my opinion um I think he's going to be the best quarterback ever by the end of it because all the Brady fans are definitely going to hate me for that but he is just so crazy and if he can do this for three quarters or five six of the time or or the length that Brady did it come on he's gonna have all the records he's gonna have all the stats like he's gonna have the rings he's gonna have the like MVPs he's gonna have the Super Bowl MVPs like come on he is he is just him I'm sorry um completely jumping around completely off task um Lakers lost to the Clippers last night. Um, that was a pretty rough game. Um, kept going down like 20, getting it to like 5 to 10, going back down 20. Um, Norman Powell killed us. Uh, Russell Westbrook killed us in the first quarter, and then he had a terrible three other quarters, and he barely played the fourth. Um, they didn't have Paul George, which kind of scares me. Um, but... I wasn't really worried about losing that game because now we're in the seventh seed and we would play Memphis in the first round. Um, if we won that game and the Warriors lost, we would have played the or we would have been in position to play the Suns. Um, and I'm not really fond of playing the Suns in the first round. Um, but I do want to be out of the play-in because I want that like one week off so that everyone can heal up. AD and Braun can actually rest. Last night was pretty rough too because it was the second night of a back-to-back. And the night before, we played the Jazz, and we went to overtime. And Braun and AD played like 38 and 37 minutes or something like that. Uh, they played 33 and 32, I believe, last night. Um, Braun scored 33. 
he had like 33, 8 and 6, something like that, roughly around there. Um, it was a rough game, but they're in the seventh seed, so I'm not too worried about it right now. Um, yeah, um, I have to do the the uh, Florida man of the day. I want to see what uh, what's going on in Florida and what's today, May, or uh, sorry, not May, April 6th. Um, Florida is like, I don't know, I, I like visiting Florida, like, I think visiting Florida is probably better than living in Florida, because I know you adapt to the weather and all that stuff, but I like vacationing there, and just not, I don't know, I, I just, I don't think the weather's for me, personally, um, it's just not it, um, Florida man finds alligators getting to know each other as mating season heats up. What the hell? So this guy's just watching. Okay, that's not the one. That's the first one, but that's not, that's not what we're doing. April 6, 2021. All right. Florida man, quote unquote, lost it. Shot and killed neighbor who kept shooting his fence. Okay. Listen, why are you shooting this man's fence? All right. Like, a Florida man uh, in Tampa, okay, okay, who said he lost it when he shot and killed his neighbor who allegedly had been shooting his fence Monday. The Tampa Police Department said 37-year-old Nelson Espinal killed, or called the 911 Monday and said he shot and killed his neighbor. Okay, so he snitched on himself because he knew he was screwed because he knew he shouldn't have shot his neighbor. That, that makes sense. But why were you shooting? I want to find why was this man shooting his his fence? They're definitely not going to find out because the dude's dead. And he, he probably doesn't even know why he was shooting his fence. Espinal told defect, uh, detect. Oh my god, I cannot speak. Espinal told detectives he had an ongoing dispute with his neighbor, who Espinal said was shooting at his fence. He said it happened again Monday, so he went to his house, got his gun, and confronted the man. He said he expressed his concern for his children at his home. I mean, that is fair. You shouldn't be shooting my fence if I have kids, or you shouldn't be shooting my fence in general. That is completely fair. Espinal said his neighbor held up two middle fingers and said, I don't give a fuck. Okay. This guy was asking for it. I don't know what this guy's name was, but his name is dumbass. Like, this this guy had it coming for him. This guy has a gun, and he's telling you, to stop shooting his fence and you put your middle fingers up and say, I don't give a fuck. That is a death wish. He, yeah. Um, that's when Espinal said he quote unquote lost it and shot his neighbor multiple times. Then he walked back into his house, called 911 and waited for the police. The victim was la- uh, found laying in his front yard about 50 feet from the fence property line when, when uh, officers arrived. Espinal was charged with first degree murder. Yeah. That's, uh, that's not, that's not it. That's, uh, that's, that's pretty crazy. Uh, the next one I found is not on April 6th at all. Um, January 20th, Florida man murders four teens whilst high on gasoline. This is what I'm talking about. Where can you be in Florida that you wouldn't have to worry about any of this stuff happening? I believe absolutely nowhere. I think everywhere you would walk in Florida, I would have to worry. I feel like it could be 4 o'clock at a mobile. I could be getting gas. Do I have to worry about some dude huffing gas and killing me? Like what? Oh, this was on April 6th. But it was posted on... Okay, okay, so it was. On the morning of Florida... On the morning of Florida man, April 6th, a Florida man was a... What the fuck kind of English is that? I thought I was having a stroke for a second. On the morning of Florida man, April 6th, a Florida man was arrested after sniffing gasoline fumes and shooting four teens who were walking nearby. The Florida man had been recently hanging around a petrol station with an open bag seemingly trying to catch gas fumes and inhaling from the bag. How do you catch gas fumes in a bag? This guy needs to be working with, like, Elon Musk or something like that. If you can catch... Was he using... 
like one of those plastic bags you get at like Shaw's or like Walmart. So no, not everyone has Shaw's. So some people are probably like, "What the fuck is that?" Um, or was it like a paper bag or like a Ziploc? Imagine this dude using the Ziploc bag to catch gas fumes. It's like it's like this dude's trying to catch jellyfish in, in the bikini bottom. Okay, I keep using SpongeBob references today, huh? Um, the Florida man had been recently hanging around. Okay, shortly after being sighted doing this, the Florida man tackled another man who was filling up his car and poured gasoline all over the ground. The man proceeded proceeded to continuously sniff the gasoline for the next 12 minutes before drawing his gun and firing at a small crowd of pedestrians. What the fuck is this? <laughs> he tackled a dude, poured a bunch of gasoline, and then sat there for 12 minutes. Okay, so what happened to the guy that got tackled? Did he kind of just... I wonder if you... Oh, what would you do? Would you sit there and sniff with him? I definitely wouldn't. I, I don't... I, I definitely wouldn't consider it. I'd drive away. But like, okay. The chief witness, whose gasoline was spilled, told us the Florida man was in a crazed state with his pupils as wide as werewolves when he started reaching for his gun. Wow. So this guy might have been a real live, real life living werewolf. Wow. I mean, it would only happen in Florida. I believe. Um, the man was arrested shortly after the incident by armed officers, whilst ambulances carried the body of the victims away nearby. The Florida man was heard telling the officers they deserve their transcendence to God's arms. Through pain and suffering, we will be united. Okay, this guy's fucked. Fuck this dude. The Florida man, named as John Jimenez, was sentenced to life in prison with bail set at $3.4 million. The judge passed a maximum available sentence four times. Wow. He would never see outside of a prison again. Okay, so this guy shoots four people and never gets to leave prison again. But a rapist rapes a kid and gets to go to prison and get out. I mean... Is it just me? Or, I don't know, is it just me? Or are the punishments that are given out in, like, court and all that stuff completely messed up? Like, I feel like... I don't know how to explain what I'm saying. But I feel like the punishments are just not not right. Like, I, I know murder is terrible, and that guy should deserve life in jail. 100%. I think rapists also deserve life in jail. I think pedophiles deserve life in jail. Or, like, cut their hands off like they do in other countries or something like that. Like, I feel like there's, like, there should actually be punishment to stuff like this instead of just... I know they get, like, beat up and all that stuff in jail. But, like, if they make it out, that's not worth it, I don't think. And I don't think it will ever be worth it to the victim or the family either. Um, that's completely off the top of my head, completely random. But, uh... Yeah, I don't know. Kind of just another, another little little uh, little rant. I have a few uh, a few quotes I want to read that I was writing down yesterday or last night, I guess. Um, after the last episode, or uh, I don't know. I was just kind of writing some stuff down. Um, a few things I wrote down that I didn't even want to think about because I wanted to think about them for the first time on here. So. Um, the first question is, you walk in a room and you see everybody you've ever met, who are you looking for? Now, I haven't thought about this one at all, so I wanted to sit here and speak it out as well. If I was in a room with everybody I have ever met in my life, who would I look for first? See, now if I go back to Laconia, I don't think I'd want to meet everybody or anybody from there I don't think that's really my first first initial thought um I do want to say my grandmother um she passed away when I was younger and I haven't seen her in a long time I think if I were to see anybody for the first time again not for the first time but if I could see them for one more time it would probably be her 
because I would want to ask so many things that I never got to ask or like have her see what I've accomplished. I know she's looking down on me and she's, she's seeing what I accomplished right now, but like I wish she could, she could be here in first person and experience it herself. And I could experience those words from her because I feel like I get intuition or certain intuition. Um, and I feel like that's her helping me make decisions and her like telling me like, Hey, this is ahead. I know you don't see it, but this is how this is. You know what I mean? I don't know how to explain that, um, either, but, uh, I think she'd be the first person I'd look for. Um, who'd be the first person you look for? Um, I want to, I want to put that poll. I might make that one of the questions, um, below. Um, if you were to go into a room with everybody that you've ever met, who would you look for? Um, who would be the first person you looked for? Um, I've also met like Bill Clinton when I was younger. I feel like that'd be a cool person to meet, but like, I would much rather meet my grandmother over Bill Clinton because I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like that's, I feel like that's a, that's an obvious one. Um, but yeah, next question is you meet your 13 year old self. You have three words. Go. Three words to my 13 year old self. What would they be? Um, I think my three words would be keep to yourself. And I would say keep to yourself. And that that's what any advice I would give to anybody younger than me is keep to yourself and don't worry about what other people got going on or what other people are doing or what other people say about what you got going on. Because when you're younger and you have a passion that other people don't believe that you can accomplish or achieve, they will laugh at it and they'll make jokes of it and they'll make you feel a certain way about a passion or a career path that you have. And that's when you have to shut out all those opinions and just follow what you want to do. If that's the career path you want to follow, go do it. Don't let somebody else sit there and bully you or make fun of you until you don't understand what you want to do or until you don't do what you want to do because of somebody else's opinion. Like, I'm not saying it's happened to me, but some interests I had or some hobbies I had, um, I wouldn't talk about around people or I would drop or like not do anymore because people would just like make fun of me for doing them or just like not bully me out of them, but kind of bully me out of them. Um, like certain things I would do or wear or like certain things I would say or like stuff like that. So like, I think just keep your head down and kind of just do whatever you want and not worry about what other people have to say about it. They don't, they don't have any, they don't have any real effect in your life. So don't let them have a newly found effect in your life just because an opinion that doesn't matter to you hit you and like made you feel a certain way. That was probably a really bad way to explain it, but I hope somebody understood what I was trying to say there. Um, another thing I found, or another few more quotes I wrote, um, the first one is, um, the person you are right now is the person you would feel safe with as a kid. So the person you are right now is the person you would have felt safe with as a kid. And I completely agree with that too. Um, I feel like the person you become is the person you needed the most when you were younger. And you don't realize that until you're older and you kind of reflect on everything back in the future and kind of think about everything that was going on previously. And a role model or an influence or a mentor that you needed. I feel like you slowly become that person, which is, I feel like a really good thing because then you can prevent your kid or your offspring or whoever you inspire, or whoever looks up to you, to not be, or not do exactly what you did when you were younger, because I feel like that's the goal, is that you want your kids to avoid what you did, because I feel like you always want your kids to be better than you, and I feel like that would be, I don't know, I don't know exactly, but that's just something for y'all to, y'all to sit and think about, um, 
Another one is you need to learn the difference of someone disrespecting you versus the feeling of someone disrespecting you or you feeling that they disrespected you. Um, just because you feel that somebody disrespected you doesn't mean they actually did. Um, just because you took something a certain way doesn't mean that it's meant to be taken that way. Um, just because you misconceived it um, doesn't mean that it's the truth or the, the way that you think about it. Um, and I feel like texting gets in the way of that because when you text, I feel like you can't really read somebody's intent of emotion or how they're supposed to, how they're trying to say it. Um, which I feel like is why texting also kind of ruins relationships because if you could just talk in person the whole time instead of texting, it would be a million times better. And the communication would, I feel like never be an issue, but that's a story for a whole different day. Um, and I think I have one or two more that I want to read. Um, feelings aren't facts. That's another one. Um, gut instincts and feelings are not always the truth. And just believe, just because you believe that they are does not mean they are. Um, to you, you might think they are. Um, you might lie to yourself and tell yourself that they are. But just know that feelings are not always the truth. And you have to consider the opposite opinion. Or another opinion. Like an alternate way of thinking about it. Because if you're stuck to thinking about it one way, it's like being in a tunnel. It's like being in a room with only one exit. If somebody comes in and robs, or there's a fire at the door, how do you get out? You know? If there's, if you listen to another perspective, there's two doors. So there's a fire at one door. You can go out the other. The last one. If I tell you about my past, it's not because I want you to feel bad for me. I just want you to understand why I am the way I am. And I feel like that one hits really hard as well. And I hope somebody can relate to that because not always do people just tell people things for pity or for recognition or for the apology or anything like that. A lot of the time people just say it because they want somebody to understand the background of where they come from or what happens um, or what happened to them in, in the past. And that's why they are the way they are now. And I believe knowing that understanding makes people treat people differently and they actually give them the time of day slash the consideration. So, so yeah, um, I just ranted a lot about a lot of different things and I think this is about an hour. So, um, I don't want to bore you guys too much slash, um, I want to save some more things for the next episode. Um, I don't know the schedule of how I'm going to do these because it's kind of all over the place and I think I'm just going to record them as I feel. I'm not really going to have a schedule. I'm going to try to get more than one out per week though. Um, that is the goal. So it's not semi-weekly, but semi, not semi-daily, but, but you, you know what I'm saying. Um, I want to try to get a few out a week. So speak my thoughts and then have these as something I can go back to and listen in the future too. You know what I mean? It's like a memory. I have a really bad memory. So pictures and videos help me remember a lot of the stuff that went on slash happened. So I appreciate you guys um, tuning in for episode two of the Lost in Time podcast with your host, Drew. Um, I appreciate you guys and I hope you enjoyed the episode. Um, answer the question below. Um, answer the poll. Um, I just want to see how many people are interactive. You know what I mean? Um, follow the Instagram page. Uh, lost and time pod um l-o-s-t-n-t-i-m-e-p-o-d on instagram um i'm working on a, uh, a logo my brother is designing one for me um shout out to you tyler you are the man um love you um but yeah uh, make sure to follow this podcast on spotify um or apple podcasts wherever you guys listen um they should be up on both um i worked on that yesterday so I've never done anything like this before either. So if they don't be up on one um, area that you guys listen, um, let me know somehow. Like Instagram, like tell me 
um, where you want to see it or how I can potentially get it on that platform because I don't want it not to be able to get to anybody. So, yeah, um, I appreciate you guys, and I hope you guys have a great day. Um, I'm going to go hit the gym. I think it's chest day for me. So I appreciate you guys, um, and hope you guys have a great day. Uh, peace. Like a private plane upon my ring. This is like the first time I bought a chain. This is like when I was sane before the fame. Oh, oh, this life.